to The Right Heart, a Catholic podcast about forming our hearts to guide us in the everyday life of faith. You are listening to episode 18. I'm Erin Franco, a Catholic wife and mother of three. I'm able to be here with you because I have a patient and very humble husband at home who believes in me, but more importantly knows how to get it done with putting our three children under six years old to bed all by himself. You can learn more about me, find show notes for the podcasts, read my blog, Humble Handmaid, and even listen to my radio show, all at AaronFranco.com. I am joined on the right heart today by fellow Catholic wife, mother, blogger, and podcaster, Christy Isinger. Christy lives on a farm very far away from me in Canada, where she and her husband are raising their five beautiful children. Christy is also a contributing writer for Blessed Is She. If you've uh, seen them, they're the daily uh, scripture meditation emails. Very awesome if you haven't found them yet. And Christy also loves good books and reading, especially anything by G.K. Chesterton, if you've followed her for a while. So she is a great person for today's topic. So Christy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Erin. It's lovely to be here. So I was pretty thrilled, you guys, whenever I met Christy at Adele this summer, and then I was like, you know what? I should have her on my podcast. I met her one time in person, and I don't think she could tell that I was totally going fangirl talking to her, and so I'm really excited to have you on the show, Christy. (laughs) No, you weren't at all. It was so fun. Adele's so fun. It's just really a great atmosphere, and it's fun to hang out and meet everybody because everybody seems so interesting and fun and I just love meeting everyone at Adele didn't you I really did and and it was kind of an icebreaker meeting you when I realized that I am like maybe over a foot taller than you are (laughs) and I was like okay oh probably (laughs) and and when you were wearing heels it probably was like you know a foot and like five inches oh yeah well I had heels (laughs) but you had on some kind of like very adorable black sequiny sparkly dress and your oh, cute yeah, glasses yeah. and on, on, yes on Friday night yes it yeah. was so fun but you but you're like a tall gorgeous like Amazon model <laughs> like oh my you're gosh so sweet. Aaron, it was it was really fun to meet you yes it was I'm always in awe of like such beautiful tall women you are you were you even taller than Jennifer Fulweiler like I always kind of ask this question oh, because no. Jennifer Fulweiler to me is super tall I'm pretty sure she's taller than me. I actually didn't really get up the courage to go talk to her because she was taller than me. I mean, I feel like if I'm (laughs) taller than someone, like it's easier. (laughs) No, she was so wonderful. She was just always talking to somebody else. And she's very like present to whoever she's talking to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I could go like tap her on the shoulder and say, you're amazing. Just wanted to tell you in person, you know, but um, she really is so (laughs) present and, and looks like a very easy to talk to person, I think. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely she is. And I mean, this year at Adele, there was 300, 300 of us. It was just, yeah, I mean, it was hard to get around the room. I wanted to meet everybody, and I didn't, of course, but, it you was. know, it was, it was such a good event. Actually, you know, I was just thinking it's interesting that we're talking about Adele because it's, it was, it's a conference, if you're not familiar with it, that's about giving like moms a break, basically, like giving, getting us kind of like out of the home, doing something social, talking to other moms. And that's kind of leading into our topic today, because 
Christy and I are talking about how crazy it can get as a mom, especially if you have lots of young children around or any young children around, and how necessary and helpful it is to really make time for yourself for recreation, for kind of like a healthy balance of things that kind of counterbalance what we do every day, taking care of our houses and our families and our marriages sometimes. So uh, that's a, it really is a great lead in, I think, for the show. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a good bounce off point because that really was what Adele was about, was giving us a break and having a bit of a party and, you know, just giving us some support with other moms who are in it with us. And it was, yeah, it really is a good jumping off point from talking about, yeah, making time for ourselves. So I think my first question to kind of break the ice for the episode, Christy, is what is one of the craziest days as a mom that you've had? (laughs) Okay, this is funny because last week was our first week back at school, and I homeschool my kids, and Last week, I began homeschooling my oldest um, three. It was it was it's the first year for my my middle my middle son. So it's the first time I've been doing school with the three oldest. Oh wow! Um, yeah. During the morning, and so it was the first day of school, and I thought things had been going so well, and I was I was really excited. I'd gone through um, all the lessons uh, by my with um, my middle child and myself one-on-one and we had done really well and we got through those and I was really happy that no no fights had broken out and everybody (laughs) had stayed in the basement for them and then everybody came up and and I was doing some spelling with the older two because they kind of are better at working now and they can put up with the distractions of the other kids upstairs at the same time so the younger three were at the other end of the kitchen table and they were doing (laughs) This is probably everybody every in everybody's mind right now. Red red lights and are going off in their heads because I'm going to say they were playing cutting. <laughs> oh, no. So they were playing paper cutting. All three of my little ones, like with you know kid scissors and construction paper. And so I thought it was fine, and I thought they were you know far enough apart from each other. They weren't causing a ruckus or anything. And so we finished our lessons, and I was like, wow, that was great. And all three of the little kids were like occupied during school and that usually never happens for me usually I let them run wild (laughs) (laughs) and so I had let them they had all gone off to do something else and I wasn't really I didn't know and so I came back to the kitchen table and I was about to clean up my books and I looked down and in the seat where my little girl my little two-year-old baby was where she was cutting, I see these long strands of wispy blonde hair on the chair. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's basically what I said. So I kind of freaked out, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So I ran over to the kids, and I was like, oh, my goodness, who cut her hair? And I didn't even notice the hair was missing from her, although when I looked, there was a large chunk beginning above her ear on her one side of her head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um, so she, of course, she was like, oh, oh, Louie cut my hair. <laughs> and so I asked him, and he was like, and then he tried to pass the blame to the other, my other son. And so finally he, he was like, well, yeah, I cut her hair. You know, we were cutting, and he didn't really see anything wrong with it. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> he got a, he got to have a lecture on why we don't cut our hair with our scissors and oh why we don't gosh. cut our sisters. Yeah, when they're hair too quiet, when they're too quiet, or they're playing too well together, there's just like exactly. suddenly that all of a sudden you're like that sinking feeling in your stomach. Yes, like, and oh my gosh, I was just like, wrong. I just can't. I was like, oh my goodness, like our first homeschool, our first day of school, and I'm already in the weeds. <laughs> Oh, girl. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not it's not crazy noticeable, and I could still put her hair in pigtails, so all is not lost, but it's going to take a couple months to even out again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going to tell my crazy stories are more about, I guess, messes, too, um, and yeah. they kind of involve, like, destroying things, but so... I, you know, every once in a while, you just have one of those days where it's like one thing after the other. It's just crazy. So one day, like I woke up and the fir- I woke up to some crying and somebody had had accidents like all over her crib. And so that's the first oh. thing you deal with. And then a little while later, I hear a big noise and um, we have like this um, little bowl where we keep like extra change and money for mm-hmm. like a mass, like for mass for the kids to put in the offering. And somebody had spilled that all over the kitchen and there was just pennies and nickels and quarters everywhere. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, so many little things. Someone got an eye know, infection right? and threw stuff in the toilet. And then kind of toward the end of the day, like maybe four or five o'clock when I'm really tired, hadn't had a nap, I walk outside and there are like millions of tiny styrofoam balls from some packing <gasps> material that the kids had no. gotten into. They were out there playing way too well together and way too quietly. Right. I'd thrown them outside. Well, they got yeah. into the recycling bin and there were like millions of these little balls everywhere. And wouldn't oh you know? Oh my like it was like it was oh, snowing styrofoam. It was. I. It was not a, oh. one of my finest moments. I just like oh. totally freaked out. And of course, our neighbor is a little bit. You know, he, our neighbor would just be the kind of neighbor who he wouldn't really appreciate that very much he kind of likes his yard just so and so just getting all of that out was kind of crazy and uh, but I think my kids learned a little bit about the wrath of God (laughs) that afternoon unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) and um, it was kind of terrible but um, I apologize and it's fine and we got them all oh. up, and we just used the hose and sprayed them, but it's just kind of oh, one of those. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's oh, just one yeah, of those I can't how you would clean it up. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. And I know it's always, it just seems like some of, there's just some days where it's just one thing on top of the next thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes if you're a yep. blogger, you can write them down and create, like, a really funny post with it yep. later on. And that's been therapeutic a couple of times. And then, well, that's good. I know you've got to, you've got to somehow, yeah, see the bright side, or else it's just. I know. I shed some tears about the hair loss before Aww. I Instagrammed a picture of it. But yeah, it was sad. Well, it's just it's all so much. I was much. like my little poor girl's hair. Yeah, it was it was sad. Sometimes you have to cry first so that you can laugh after. Yeah, and sometimes you yeah. just need to leave the dishes in the sink and go watch your favorite show after dinner. Yes. You know, sometimes exactly. you have to do that. Because, and... Yeah, some days some days you do have to just kind of call it because it's just like, what? You know, like it just doesn't matter what you do. It's just things have just kind of gone off the rails. And sometimes there's no going. Like the only way you can recover the day is if you give yourself, yeah, you just have to give yourself a break because it's been crazy. 
And that's when, yeah, it's either like an extra cup of coffee and you get to sit down and <laughs> and you watch your favorite TV show during nap time and you do not feel guilty about it. Or if it's after <laughs> or if it's after five o'clock and you can pour yourself a glass of wine and like chill out because yeah. <laughs> some days. It is really hard though, kind of like coming to that idea of guilt. Like it's been hard for me over my, you know, few I guess six years with the mothering part of marriage and this vocation, like feeling guilty sometimes for like taking recreation or taking time for myself. And I guess what kind of advice or lessons have you learned with that? Because you have your five children into this motherhood gig, and I'm sure that you've learned some lessons the hard way and have maybe some advice in that area. I totally get it. It is, yeah, it can be so hard to, um, just get over the fact that um, you have to choose, and it is a choice, that you have to choose to give yourself time to do something that you want to do and something that you enjoy during the course of your day. Because if you don't choose it, there's there's always going to be that that one thing after another after another, and there's always going to be that load of laundry, and there's always going to be that load that dish that sink full of dishes. And for me, it's always, there's always another, you know, mess to clean up, just like we're talking about. And it's really, yeah, I think it's really hard to get into that habit of giving yourself the permission, because if you don't, it's just, it just, yeah, I just feel like it really snowballs on you quickly. And it's kind of like in marriage, sometimes you have to be, you have to learn how to be honest with your husband if like if he asks you to do something or if there's a situation and you just have to be honest because if you're not honest and you say, yes, I'm fine with that and you're really not, it's going to create resentment. And I feel like right. sometimes that's like what we do with ourselves. We we want to be what we think, you know, we want to do what we think a saint would do or like the perfect wife or mother. But mm-hmm. sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to say like, I'm not there yet. And maybe like there isn't what I think it is. Maybe even the saints are the best mother there ever was left the dishes undone every once in a while, you know, and I think of um, religious orders who like even Mother Teresa's order, like I've seen their what they do every day and Mm -hmm. they have time for recreation in their rule of life. And I thought that was really neat to think about as a mom that, I mean, even people who serve you know, like Mother Teresa and all of her mm-hmm. sisters who serve like that, they make time for it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that really, I love that that goes back to, yes, our Catholic roots and our Catholic ways of thinking. I think it's really true that, that this idea of balance in our daily lives in a monastery or in our houses, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, I think it's hard because... Um, especially when you're like a stay-at-home mom, it's hard because nobody is there to give you that that guidance, and nobody's telling you to give, nobody's telling you to take a break, and, and nobody's giving you a lunch break. And I think, especially for those of us who have come from, you know, working and having those, you know, that kind of structure, it can be difficult coming off of that. And then at the same time, we feel like, oh, we're just staying home. We don't you know, it's not that hard. We we don't need to take a break or, you know, do something we want to do when we have 
all this laundry because we're supposed to be doing all this laundry because we're we're staying at home. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think those kind of work, you know, on either sides of the spectrum, they're kind of going back and forth in our, our in our minds a little bit and that kind of takes away that idea of moderation and balance even for us personally. And really we are the ones who create our schedule and who create our routine in our homes and, and so it's it's us who have to take that responsibility seriously like no but you know because it's it is wonderful that we are you know we are creating our own homes and and it's we're the ones who are choosing what's beautiful in our homes and creating that loving home but if we're not you know giving ourselves that same love and attention and that permission to seek beauty and seek what we enjoy then then it does yeah, it does go out of whack quickly, I think, in more Absolutely. ways than we think. I was really blessed very early on in my marriage, right when I started having my children, to have a mutual friend of both my husband and I, our friend Lucy, who she with she and her husband agreed that one night a week she was would gonna was gonna be her mother's night out, basically. And all she did, she'd go to a coffee shop, go to Adoration, go sit at Barnes and Noble. She would just go out and do whatever she felt like doing. She would journal. She would go read blogs, bring a book, um, Mm -hmm. go sit in adoration. And so having Michael and I have this friend who we respected very much take that time every week was really good for us. It didn't mean that it wasn't hard for Michael. And he gave me permission to, to share this. It was really hard for him at first to let me take that daily, I mean, that weekly night out, Mm -hmm. which I did for a while um, because, you know, we had young children. It meant that he had to step up and put the kids to bed by himself, which he's amazing at now. But it was really a good growing thing for us. And Mm -hmm. after, I would say after like two or three months, he was pretty okay with it. But it did help that he... It, th- there was someone that we both looked up to that he was like, okay, this is a legit thing. It's good for my wife. And so that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a really good point. Um, yeah, because sometimes we do. Yeah, I think it's hard because sometimes we have we have our own ideas of what, like you're saying, like what the perfect, um, you know, wife and mother must do or, or does and doesn't do when really – yeah, definitely taking some time out for yourself, you know, that isn't something that is selfish. Yeah, and I know sometimes for me, I I kind of want somebody to notice that I need something instead of asking yeah. for it because it's hard to ask very true. for time for yourself and um so that it's it's hard to take it and ask for it and but it's something I definitely want to encourage listeners to think about and definitely think about be sensitive to your own marriage and what you guys have going on right now because sometimes it it's more charitable to stay home you know if you're going through a really serious you know hard time or you have a little one who doesn't sleep or go down well or something but Mm -hmm. eventually it's okay Mm -hmm. to to ask and to take that yeah and you know what if you don't what happened, like, I think, well, you know, in a, I think, yeah, I'm sure this has happened to me before, you know, when we've had really little kids. And also, um, I live in the middle of nowhere, so I can't uh-huh. just drive five minutes and go sit in a Starbucks. And that's usually, you know, like, oh, like I would love, you know, that's my idea of, yeah, that would be some great, you know, silent time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I live, and I live like, I live um, half an hour from, you know, the, the nearest town, so I can't really, like, just jaunt out to 
to like evening mass even or anything. So um, when my kids were really little, like just, you know, it really would just come down to the point where I would just need like my husband would come home from work. And if, if the kid, if the kids, if the kids or, and the baby, um, if the baby didn't need to be nursed, then I would just, you know, I just pretty much would have to just take, take, take a night. And I would just go into, you know, my own room for some alone time. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, you know, and he would, he would put the kids to bed by himself or he would just rock the baby until it was time to nurse just because I really, especially oh, for me, it's really hard. Um, just like the newborn stage and that constant, um, you know, physical closeness. Like I really do just need some physical space. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, like you just really like, just your senses are so overwhelmed and like, you really do just need a, you know, it's just a break. It's, it's, (laughs) you know, it's not a ton, it's not a lot, but yeah, even just having that, um, just having like an evening where you block it off and like, you don't, you know, you don't do the dishes after dinner and you don't do the whole bedtime routine and just taking a break from that, even if that's all you can manage and you don't even leave the house, like that actually does a lot. I think so. And I think too, for me, it was, or for my husband, who's very, he's an engineer and he's kind of like, you know, A, B, C and have things in order. It was helpful to schedule um, a night out or a night off. That's not always possible. A lot of times you just have to be spontaneous and that's fine. But to, to have it scheduled and on the calendar and he knew it was coming, he could mentally prepare for it. That Mm -hmm. was, I think that was really helpful for him, even if it's once a month. Oh yeah, I think definitely. That could be yeah, really just to say, hey, what would be a good night for you? Can we mark it down on the calendar, or you know, or an afternoon, or a weekend morning, or what? Yeah, like make it work within your calendar and your schedule. Yeah, and even uh, Sundays is something that I've been thinking about for a while now. That idea of Sunday rest and what mm-hmm. that means, because in I think in culture nowadays, Sunday is just another weekend day to like get in all the sports games or get in this or that birthday party or whatever. And so like, what does that idea of taking back Sunday and being faithful to that day of rest really mean? I, I read a quote recently from, I think it was Voltaire. Is that a French philosopher? I think it was him. Yeah, I think you're right. You're yeah, probably, you're probably right. Um, I probably didn't have the right accent there saying his name, poor guy. But but anyway, <laughs> he uh, he said the the quote was basically, if you want to undermine Christianity, take away their weekly day of rest. Oh, that's a good one. I know. I, I know. I still mm-hmm. need to think more about the implications of that one, but. Um, but yeah, so on Sundays I'll share that I start, I started having kind of like a mandatory mommy nap on Sundays and I don't like do stuff during nap time. I make myself nap when the children nap, which I never do anymore because my, my youngest is two now. But, um, so that's another idea for getting in, I think, rest and recreation and doing something Mm -hmm. that's healthy and that God wants us to do. And that really tries good. to create time for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I know I've had to, um, that just reminds me that I've had to be um, fairly intentional or I've noticed, um, especially, you know, the more kids you have, like I do try and make my weekends different than my weekdays. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't usually do, like I don't want to do laundry on the weekends, you know, and like I'll do, you know, I'll do the you know, I'll keep the dishes and stuff, but I really don't do the extras, 
You know, I do try mm-hmm. to keep it like this bare minimum. You know, yeah, this is the bare minimum. And my husband's home, and so he does. You know, he does help out more than he does when he's working, obviously during the week. And so, you know, like it just it does feel a little bit more restful if I tell myself, you know what? No, I'm not. Unless things are super backed up, and sometimes, you know, that's just the way you have to do. Like things mm-hmm. have to get done. But I have been trying, yeah, like I usually try to let the weekends, yeah, be a little bit different than my weekdays. Just because when you are, you know, if you're home all the time with kids, there just seems to be, you do have to kind of break it up and allow yourself even, you know, a little bit of rest. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a good point to make your weekends different, make your Sundays a little different. That's awesome. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Just like you're saying with the Sundays, which I really, yeah, like that's a good idea. I do try, I like, yeah, I like that idea a lot, but it is, it's like, it's our mindset and how we approach the days. Um, I just find that a lot of my, probably like when I was a new mom and I, a lot of my new mom friends, like I just felt like they were just, I think they were, we were burning out because we weren't recognizing weekends mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I was just like, Oh, like, you know, it's a weekend for us too. We don't, I, even though we're doing the same things, we don't have to be doing, you know, we don't have to be going all out like we do during the week. We can allow ourselves some, some slack. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and yeah. oh, you know, one other thing I was going to mention that I do that has been huge for me is, I work out twice a week. I don't do anything fancy. I just go and do whatever I feel like. But we, I go to the YMCA. We have a membership, and I have my kids in the little nursery that they have. I drop them off mm-hmm. and go do my hour of whatever I feel like. When I started doing that was such a turning point for me where I was in my life at that time. I just I needed, again, that a little bit of physical space, something to count on where nobody would mm-hmm. need me for a little while and where right. I could just exactly. plug in, listen to a podcast or some music or whatever. And just sometimes I'll just lay in the floor in the stretching room and just kind of like zone out for a little while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in a while. I know. I hear you. It's true. Sometimes you just, I was, I was thinking that even this afternoon, just because I was, I finally had made it um, kind of like to quiet time this afternoon. I was just like, I would be happy if you put me in a dark room by myself right now. I know. I know. (laughs) I do not even have to be doing anything, but, but it's true. Like we just, just even having that break from, um, you know, needs because I just, you know, there are just needs all the time and you're the only one who can fulfill those needs all the time. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, I know for a lot of my friends, like I wish I was as dedicated to working out, but I know that for like a lot of my friends, it is, you know, working out a couple times a week is, yeah, it's a great break. And yeah, I think it's just kind of, you've just got to find what works for you, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, what you like to do. Like, I think you should be doing what you want to do with that limited, (laughs) with that limited time to yourself that we get. And what, where we can fit it in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, Christy. I mean. Oh, oh, keep going. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, it's like there's one thing. There's those things that you do on like kind of a weekly basis. But I do think that like on a daily basis, you still have to be attentive and giving yourself some time as well. That's a, so what do you do on a daily basis? What do you sneak into your day? Because I don't have much that I sneak in, so I kind of want to know what you do. 
record this so, part. I, mean, I, don't, I don't have, yeah, like I don't have a lot of time. And I don't know if it's, you know, and I don't think it's even, especially now, like all my kids aren't napping anymore. Like it's, yeah, it's a drag. <laughs> and they're oh. homeschooled. So, you know, it's kind of a drag. Like I still enforce. I still enforce quiet time and stuff, but, um, you know, it just, it's a little different than having the, that nice block of quiet nap time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so every day, I mean, I do definitely still make time to, <laughs> I try to make time to write and or blog every day, but you know, sometimes it's more reading blogs than writing blogs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> and even, and that usually happens. Like I usually do all my blogging and all, like reading blogs that only happens in like probably 10 minute chunks. Okay. And so, I mean, so yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, that's kind of the way it's, you know, that's kind of the way the cookie has crumbled. So, um, yeah, we have our computer in our kitchen and we have a very small house. So it's in the center of any, everything anyways. And so if everybody's happy eating snacks for 10 minutes, I'll sneak on there. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll just yeah. I'll just write something for ten minutes, and then I probably won't come back to it for a couple of, for probably a couple hours, and then I'll come, you know, and then something else will happen. But um, yeah, so I tr- you know I do really do sneak that in in my day, and it does make a difference. Like I really enjoy it, and then I definitely read every day just because it's my thing. And <laughs> yeah, wow, every day. Yeah, I definitely read every day, and my. And especially, well, yeah, I'm going to say I probably, I try to read um, just even for 15 minutes in the afternoon when everybody, when it's quiet time and whenever, when all my school, when all our schoolwork is done and when my babies are down for their naps mm-hmm. I, and it's quiet time and the kids are doing, you know, whatever, I definitely, yeah, I just feel like I have to have that 15 minutes of reading just to it just somehow really does refresh me and give me a lot of mental rest. And I've just noticed even if I do something else other than reading in the afternoon, like I just don't feel as, yeah, I just don't feel as recharged. And I don't even know if that's, I guess it's probably because I'm a giant nerd. But but I do, yeah, I just really do enjoy it. And so I do it's pretty much like I'm a very, like I'm very routine oriented. So I definitely like, it's just part of my routine every day. Mm-hmm. And I usually like have my afternoon coffee and yeah, just read for 15 minutes. And even if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like it's just amazing. Yeah. I just love that break in my day. For me, that is my daily nap. I am just yeah. blessed. I, I literally will take a nap for 17 or 18 minutes I'll set a timer on my phone really well that's good yeah well my kids are like if they don't sleep they know they have to be in their room and then I still have one that sleeps and I'm very scheduled because I have one in school and I have to do carpool and then I homeschool one and I just have to be like every hour is like divvied up in the day accounted for yeah but I do take a nap almost every day like right after um, everybody's down for rest time but it's literally like 15 or 18 minutes if I push it like I did today so one other thing that I do is I try to get up before my kids like an hour early up before my kids and I spend the even if it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes some days I do some spiritual reading. I try to to read and pray with scripture every day. Just have that prayer time. And that is, it's a form of me time that's really God's time. 
Um, But if I start my day like that versus not starting my day off in prayer, (coughs) excuse me, there's such a difference there. Uh, So I really encourage you to try that if you never have before and also give yourself some grace because it's really hard and I'm not 100% on that for sure, guys. But it's awesome if you can get in the habit. It's just getting up. (laughs) (laughs) I know. St. Jose Maria Escriva, if you know me or read the blog, you know I love him. But he has this quote where he calls your alarm, like the time you're supposed to get up, your heroic minute. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. So true, right? <laughs> it's because it's so hard. And um, I, I know I'm so full of quotes, but I think it was Archbishop Fulton Sheen who said, well, you can start off your day saying, good God, it's morning, or good morning, God. Yeah, that's right. And that's, <laughs> I actually, I start off with the former of those every day, and then I'm like, okay, God. Help me to have a right heart. Help me to be a good servant to my family. You know, I just kind of do like a pep talk before my feet hit the floor, like a little like pre-morning offering, morning offering. And that's right. really helpful too. And God totally honors that. He knows He knows how it is. He was human too. So it's some encouragement oh, there. Yeah. And it takes, a, you know, it does take a lot to get to get going, especially if you're having interrupted nights. <laughs> oh, I know. And and I and I want to say if you have a lot of interruptions during the night, don't try to get up early <laughs> consistently, oh, I mean, especially if you yeah, have a young young family. It. Yeah, don't feel like you have to just be super woman yet. Even even 10 minutes before your kids get up. Oh yeah. Makes a world of difference. You know? Don't even, you know. And if your kids are already up and crying, just give yourself <laughs> I just give myself <laughs> 10 minutes before I go in. <laughs> yeah, and really, I think necessity is the mother of new habits sometimes. Because right, I know, I, it's true. Yeah, like I started getting up an hour early because it takes that long to get 10 or 15 minutes of prayer in, just get myself dressed and my teeth brushed, get my son's mm-hmm. lunch packed, get stuff prepped for the day. Because if yeah. I don't do that, it's a disaster. Gabe's late for school. I'm yelling at everybody. So really, right. I just like have to do that. And so I'm I'm thankful that I have to because it's made me be more self-disciplined and get the prayer in and get up on time. But Mm-hmm. But it's hard, and and I didn't have that for five years, you know, until he oh, started yeah. going to school. No, it's yeah, it's really hard when yeah, and when you just have small babies who are with you all night to make that to make that time. Yeah, absolutely. So, Christy, kind of moving on to a little bit more of a fun topic within this fun topic. I would love for you to share with us your favorite book, favorite TV show or movie. What are your favorite kind of recreational go-tos with media? Oh, my goodness. I have too many favorite books. It's really <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me to pick. But, um, like, my favorite uh, genre for, like, fun to read is uh, <laughs> is British um, Mysteries. From the Golden Age of Crime, to be even more specific, like this wow. is crazy, guys. So, so yeah, like I love Agatha Christie, um, Dorothy Sayers, and there were, were a few other female authors who had um, huge. They wrote huge series of detective novels, mostly in um, yeah, mostly around the middle, 
the um yeah like 30s to 50s and they're and they're british and i just i love them like i'll read a couple a year and i I just keep going back back to them they're just my favorite so that's my favorite genre i mean i've got a lot of favorite books um i usually try and have um some kind of chesterton going as well because Uh i just you know i kind of love them i definitely love um the Man Who Was Thursday by Chesterton. I think that's one of my favorite books. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I started reading that one after I read about it on your blog. And then oh, really? I didn't finish it's, it and I had to return it to the library. But I, I totally know. checked it out once because of you. It's pretty, it's kind of crazy. Maybe not if, you're, if you've never read Chesterton before. It might be a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it is, it is a novel that's well worth like getting into. It may take you a little while to get into, too. I understand. Haley and I keep talking. We might we we want to start a book club, uh, uh, maybe oh my on gosh, Facebook you should. or with her or on the podcast about the man who was Thursday because we really love it a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just love a lot of books. But I definitely go to detective fiction, which is crazy, but I love it. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> and then um, I don't know. I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for period dramas for TV. So I um, like my I'm a diehard fan of Mad Mad Men that just finished this year, oh, and yeah. this summer, and this summer I've been addicted to uh, Grand Hotel on Netflix, which is a Spanish soap opera. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a Spanish soap opera set in the early. Um, yeah, the early 20th century. So it is, it's very, it's very similar to Downton Abbey, but a little like, or, well, yeah, a little cheesier and a lot quicker moving plot development wise. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty hilarious. It's really, um, it's, it makes me laugh. It's a perfect stress relieving um, TV show to watch because it's just pure fun. Almost, you know, not, it's not as dramatic as, as um, Downton, but it's in the very similar vein, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, fun. And um, yeah, you asked me books, TV. Am I missing something else? Um, any movies you go back to? Oh, movies I go back to. I go back to a lot. I'm a really, um, I'm a big classic movie fan. Um, I really love watching um, Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, that's like probably my favorite movie of all time. I go back to that one a lot. And then I also go back to um, the Jane Austen movies. I go back to those a lot. And um, just this summer, uh, my daughter watched Anne of Green Gables with me for the first time, and she liked that too. And I I watched Anne of Green Gables quite a bit too. (laughs) Oh, wow. Is that different watching that show since it's in? It took me forever to realize it was in Canada. That movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it took me forever, and I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, it's so far away. I don't know if I can ever go visit there. Oh, but I, I would know, well, love I to. Haven't, I haven't visited PEI either, so. <laughs> PEI, what One is that? Day. Oh, that's Canadian. That's where it is. Um, it's acronym yeah, Prince Edward Island. It's the province it's set in, but it's an island, and it's on the east coast. So I've never been that far. Oh, east. beautiful. But one day. Okay, well, yeah, I have so those, to... those are definitely ones I go back to. Well, I have to admit, I have the um, the same taste with the Jane Austen movies. I love 
Pride and Prejudice is really the one yeah. I go back to most. I like the new version with Keira Knightley, even though there is some <laughs> discussion that it's not as good as the old version with Colin Firth <laughs> and whatnot, or even the older version. But um, I I love that. If I'm sick, I usually love to watch that movie. And then, yeah. okay, not that I'm plugging these at all. No one's you know paying me to say this, but I really enjoyed that series Pole Dark on PBS <gasps> that they I just came out with. That it's on my DVR. I Did really like liked it? it. Yeah, it was just clean and had good story, and I just I just really really enjoyed it. And I'm looking yeah, forward to the next season. That's definitely on my, yeah, to watch list. It was good. And then I finally uh, watched Death Comes to Pemberley, which was super well done, I thought. Yes. Not that I'm like a movie yes. critic, was but it, good? it really was so good. And it I think I'll probably so go good. back to that one if I get really, really sick again. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I like that better than the book. And I really? don't say that often about things. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? I really did not like the book. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have named the mo- the had the movie title be a little bit different because it sounds like a little bit cheesy, you know, I think. Right. So I think that's why I didn't watch it originally, but I wasn't feeling well recently. So I watched, <laughs> I found it on Netflix and watched it and it was surprisingly yeah. so excellent. So yes. I definitely recommend those. And yeah, and the acting and the the costumes, and it, it's just a very well done miniseries. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, oh, Christy, you know what? I know I'm. I probably need to wrap up this episode. You're just so fun to talk to. I keep thinking <laughs> of okay. different things to ask you, but I wanted to share with listeners uh, your really fun series on uh, Fountains of Home that it's called The Bookish Mom. I love how you put mom instead of mom. That's super cute. I know. But it's about, I guess, finding time to read or like the benefits of reading as a mom. And so anyway, could you just give us a couple of a few highlights from that series and I'll definitely put the link to it in the show notes too for this episode. Oh yeah. So basically I was just trying to, um, I just wanted to share a couple of ideas of why, um, sometimes moms we get out of the habit of reading and why I just wanted to, uh, I guess share about why, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to go back to it or make it part of our, you know, our just our daily life instead of thinking it's a big deal. Because I feel like sometimes we get a little intimidated, like, oh, we can't, you know, make time. But really, um, yeah, I just encouraged um, women to just even make, if even if you just make 10 to 15 minutes a day to read, like, you'll just be so surprised at how quickly you do fall back into the habit of reading and how you do discover stories you love and you know, I think for a lot of us, um, we get turned off to like certain genres or certain types of books. But really, when you, you know, if you're a mom, you can go to the library and you can check out like tons of different genres. Like if you're into nonfiction, then like there is so much great historical fiction out right now or memoirs or, you know, there's just so much. I just think that there's there's so much out there that we could you know, enjoy and that there's a lot in the bookish world (laughs) that could bring a lot of, you know, just a lot of joy and get your, you know, feed your mind and your spirit at the same time. And and it's not so much like a little bit. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I love how we're talking like thousands of miles apart, probably. And it's going really, really well. Like, it's just amazing modern technology. Um, but, oh, good. I know. Thank goodness. <laughs> but I was going to say that I think I 
I struggled with trying to like over order my life and like over schedule things and like I couldn't have like too much fun or like we talked about guilt earlier or even reading well like it just reading kind of brain candy kind of books or whatever like I can't read for fun but anyway one thing that kind of helped me get through that was realizing that like God created beauty. He created our minds to be creative and our imaginations. Mm-hmm. And that is a gift to the world, like an, an author's talents, even if it's comedy or humor or writing about like their memoir or their mother or whatever. That's a gift to us from God because it's, you know, a gift and talent he's given someone else. And, and I, th- I do think God wants to bless us with that. And so that mm-hmm. really helped me be like, okay, this isn't just like a guilty pleasure it is, it can be a gift that I can use well and use it to be a better mom, I think, and better wife. Oh, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. I agree. And there's just so much, um, there's so much for us to learn through story if you enjoy fiction. And then for us, there is a lot of enjoyment in learning new things through nonfiction. And I think a lot of us sometimes, yeah, we just feel like, oh, we need to be reading something really serious or but I only like to read fun fun things, so I shouldn't read at all. Like, you know, I think we just sometimes we kind of get hung up on our own, you know, ideas when really we should just pick up a book and, you know, look for what's, what entertains us and makes us fill with joy and happiness. And it can be found in a book more often than not. <laughs> I agree, definitely. So, Christy, do you have any parting tips or wisdom or encouragement for all of us moms who are in the trenches with uh, young motherhood or older motherhood with young children? Um, Can you leave us with any little bit of truth and goodness? Well, I wish I had more wisdom. (laughs) Me too, girl. (laughs) I wish I had more wisdom to share. But um, yeah, I just, I think, I think we really do have to give ourselves um, permission to make time for ourselves, but also um, not only that permission, but it's really up to us who are the um, orderers of our house and our lives and our home and our families to a large degree, like not completely, but I feel like we do have a lot more control than we give ourselves credit for. And I think it is up to us to make a, to carve out time. And sometimes it is putting it on the schedule and making that appointment for ourselves or talking to our husband about it, or even just, <laughs> if you're like me, if you're just, maybe you do, do just need to go and, you know, hide in your room for or in the bathroom. We read. didn't talk about the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it is fine to, you know, go and hide in your bathroom or your bedroom for a couple minutes and give yourself that time for sure. <laughs> and I definitely think, you know, we definitely can pursue things that we enjoy while being mothers at the same time. We just don't have, we, we shouldn't make it so hard on ourselves. I, I think that last sentence was the perfect one. We shouldn't make it so hard on ourselves. I think that's a really perfect parting gift to us. Thank you, Christy. You have oh, been well, awesome. You. This was so much fun to talk to you. Oh, well, you are such a delight. It's so fun to talk to you too, Erin. <laughs> All right. Oh, Christy was so wonderful, you guys. I want to thank each and every one of you listening to this episode. Thank you for giving this podcast a chance. Thank you for all of your reviews and your comments and your emails to me to affirm the work of the show and the work of all these amazing people that I've had uh, the blessing of talking to uh, since I started the podcast. 
All right, guys, y'all have a wonderful evening. Let's ask St. Maximilian Colby and Pope St. John Paul II to pray for us. In Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Until next time, God bless.